Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast Season 2. There is a moment in every dad's life where you want to become the strongest version of yourself. You want to become better. You want to rise up and you want to be successful and the perfect role model to your kids. So what is the Fit Dad Lifestyle? It's about being that role model, that leader, that example that your kids need to follow. It's about family. It's about trying new things. It's about fitness, laughter, full of smiles, and it's here to inspire you so that you can inspire your family. Enjoy season two. We've got some amazing guests on board. Everything fitness, fatherhood, and success. Here's the episode, guys. Enjoy. Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Dad Lifestyle Podcast. Today we've got Nick Bradley. So Nick is the host of the number one business podcast in the UK, Scale Up Your Business Podcast. Keynote speaker, executive coach, investor, and father. Welcome to the podcast, mate. Hey, Leroy. Awesome to be here, mate. Thanks for having me on the show. Mate, are you able to let the audience know a little bit more about yourself and how many kids you have? Yep. I have two kids, two young daughters. Um, so Arabella is eight and Matilda is five. Um, and they are everything <laughs> in terms of, in terms of my world, both time, um, you know, everything, my why the whole lot. Yeah. Perfect. And mate, how has fatherhood changed your outlook on life? You know, obviously being very successful in, in the business world and, you know, being associated with all these different, you know, titles over the years. How, how has fatherhood changed your life? Yeah, so a couple of things, if I reflect on it. Um, it kind of, I think most fathers would say this, it sort of forces you to slow down and appreciate things. You know, and, and I think one of, the, one of the missing things that people have if they're busy with work and other stuff is, is, they, is they, they sort of let life kind of go by and they don't kind of get that intentional about things. So I think with children, they, they do things every day which just kind of catch you and pull you back right into the moment, which is lovely, right? The things that sometimes we would miss, but are just magical things. So there's that piece of it. And the other thing I think is, I mean, I used to be a pretty selfish guy, you know, particularly with, you know, my career. Everything was about how much money I could make, um, how much success I could have, you know, whatever that, whatever that meant, right? And, and when you have kids, you, you sort of realize there's more purpose and there's a bigger thing there. You know, you've got to care about something else as opposed to yourself. And that changes you, change, makes you feel a little bit more mortal as well. Yeah, mate, 100%. And mate, with your family network, and I'm assuming outside of COVID times, you travel quite a bit and have all, you know, everyone pulling you from all the different directions. Do you guys have any set nightly routines or, you know, different things with the family each week that is sort of, you know, routine or structure? Yeah, I, I try and do two things. And you're right to say when before it was the whole COVID stuff, I was flying across to the States from the UK a lot. So I was always away for a week per month or thereabouts. And, but, but I was very conscious that if I was doing that regularly, I was always when I was back at home, I was present with them as much as possible. But in terms of what we do now, um, pretty much four days out of the week, I'll be taking the girls to school. Um, I try and do it every single morning, but it averages at around about sort of four mornings per week. So I always try and have that time in the morning, which isn't very much, but it just means that I get to kind of do that for them and they see me around the place. And then I make sure that I finish work um, every night at um, seven to put them to bed. Now, I'd love to be able to say I could have dinner with them every night. We tend to sort of reserve that for weekends. Weekends are very much family time, but I always like to read them a story and tuck them in bed at night. So, you know, if I think about it, I'd like to be able to give a little bit more than that. But Sundays, for example, there's definitely a no work day. Uh, there's walking in the forest. 
uh, there's, you know, having meals with them all the way through and they know that's a very special day. So whatever's coming on for work or any business sort of stuff, then that never interrupts that day. Yeah, mate. Fantastic. And mate, how are you best managing your time? Are you someone who has everything, you know, to the, to the team regards to every hour is booked out throughout the day, or do you just go about it and wing it and just hope for the best and, no, 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 <laughs> no, I'm, I, I have, I have a, a routine around my sort of planning, which most, most people when they hear it kind of fall off the, off the desk or off their chair. Cause they think it's like so full on, but um, I was taught this a few years ago and it's kind of given me so much freedom in my life. And now I stick to it as a habit, but um, I always plan my week on a Sunday. So it takes me about 90 minutes or thereabouts. I do it early in the morning on Sundays before everyone's up and then the day is for them. And I, I focus on effectively what is a 90 day plan. So I've got, I have annual goals like most people have, but I actually break them down into 90 day results. And I make sure that I focus on every 90 days on, on a quite a broad range. Some of them are business, some of them are fitness related, some of them relationship related, whatever else. And what I do is I review those every single week on a Sunday. And then I look at what I'm going to be doing every single day that particular week which is moving me or nudging me towards those goals being achieved over that 90 day cadence, as I call it. Yep. So from five in the morning, when I get up until I go to bed, which is around about sort of 10 ish at night, nine thirty, ten 10 at night, every single 15 minute increment is planned. Now in that I've got my exercise routines. I've got um, any meditation or stuff like that. I do. I've got lunch with my wife X number of days a week. I've got everything in there. So when I look at my diary, it looks like this color coded mess of stuff. <laughs> But if, if I broke it down, I've got some pretty good blocks in there. So I've got strategic blocks where I work on the business. I've got a three hour block every week, which is just for me. So if I want to go and play golf or go for a walk or spend longer in the gym, I've got that block, have a massage. And every, every day is set up like that. Yeah, perfect. And, and how do you manage that? Obviously, some things just pop up and you know, can throw that schedule out. Do you sort of just lose that one block that you have blocked out and continue everything else as per normal? Or does everything get shifted? you know, forward and moved on for the rest of the day? I build time into my day. So one of the things I do is I make sure I'm only actually working six hours a day, right? So I'm, I'm, I'm active, if you like, in terms of I'm up from five, as I said, until about 10, but I'm only working six hours. But those six hours are blocked into two, three-hour blocks each day. And each of those three-hour blocks is a 15-minute of deep work with a 10-minute break. So I do 50-10, 50-10, 50-10, and then I have a longer break. So I do two of those. Now what that allows is allows free space. So I have free space for um, anything like reading or kind of working on the business or whatever else, but I have them in these blocks. Now, if something really important comes in and I then need to kind of move some stuff around, I have those free blocks to be able to do that. And there are some times where if I'm really busy, like I'm working on a launch or a project, I'll increase, an, I'll increase the day by another three hour block. So that'll be a nine hour working day, which I don't do very often. But sometimes like maybe one week a month, I might have one day where I have that nine hour blocking, which allows me to kind of just go deep into something. Yeah, fantastic. Um, yeah. Mate, what are your favorite outdoor activities to do with the family? You know, is it hiking or going to the beach, which I know probably is not the same as Australian <laughs> beaches over there, but you know, what are your favorite things to get out and do with the family? 
God, it would it would be the beach, Leroy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's the one thing I missed. We just got back. We did a family um, trip to Greece, um, oh, which we're very lucky to get in and out, actually, because of everything going on with travel. And um, it yeah. was like 35 degrees every day. It was amazing. So we love the beach. Um, we, we, we live um, not in any um, big city. We live in the country, in a village in the UK. So it's a lot of it's walking the dog, um, yeah. hiking around our forest. Uh, we're about to go away. We've got half term. So basically school holidays coming up in a couple of weeks. We're going to go book a couple of days up in the Peak District. So we're going to do a bit of kind of um, high hill climbing and things like that. So so that's the common thing we like to do outside. The weather here, you know, not to use this as an excuse, but we're coming into winter. And, you know, being an Aussie, um, I'm not very good with the cold, mate. No. <laughs> cool. um, so it does become a little bit trickier to do that. But um, we always try and get out at least once a day, even if it's only for, you know, 15 minutes or whatever, sometimes maybe long, long weekends just to make the most of it. Yeah. Nice. You know, I can, I've been to Europe or England before and yeah, mate, it didn't matter if it was summer or winter. It felt the same. It was. This is the one thing I can't get over here. And this, this yeah. is, we have talked about that. One of the things about what, what I do work wise is I have, I don't have a place of work, right? So yeah. I, I have clients around the world. So I get to travel to see clients and I have businesses in different places. So we don't, other than school, schools being kind of, you know, the, um, the routine that we like to keep there for the kids, for the girls, um, we could live anywhere. And um, at some point, we'll probably activate that <laughs> once, yeah. the, once the schooling's done. Um, yeah, we, didn't, we didn't enjoy the homeschooling over COVID, though. That was, that was a bit difficult. <laughs> no, mate, it's, um, we only, our son's in grade one, so we only had it for about three weeks here in Queensland. Been very lucky with how things are for us as, as a state. But um, yeah, I can imagine there's been some difficult times worldwide. Yeah, it has been. And I think, you know, what happened here, I mean, in the UK, I mean, I mentioned before about going to Greece, we went to a place called Corfu, one of the islands. And I think there was yep. one person on the island who had COVID. Mm. Whereas I live near two cities, Leicester and Peterborough. So I'm north of London. And both of those cities had like hundreds and hundreds of cases. So I was actually yeah. safer <laughs> outside of the country. <laughs> so it's just a bit of a weird time. You know what I find, you know, obviously we're talking about um, fatherhood and whatever else on this, on this podcast is I, it's interesting just watching how the kids are adapting yeah. to this, you know, um, it's challenging for them because they just want to be feel free. And actually this is a constrained thing. So we're working really hard to try and give them the psychology around freedom, you know, even though they can't do the things perhaps they could do, you know, even a year ago. Yeah. And, and your kids obviously being a little bit older than mine um, at three and six, are they, have, do they understand the whole you know, virus situation? Have you sat down and told them what's going on in the world or are you sort of shielding them a little bit from? No, you know, we're, we're really open. Um, we're really open with them. Um, and they're very conscious of, you know, people are dying from it. Um, but at the same time, you know, we've obviously made it clear that it's nothing to worry about per se, we've talked about it, it's more risky. So for, you know, grandparents coming over to visit, we've sort of said that's, yeah. you know, probably not going to happen for a while. In fact, we had uh, my wife's parents come up a few weeks back when, when things were sort of subsiding here. And that was the first time that um, Arabella and Matilda had seen um, her grandparents since Christmas day, yeah, right. you know, just for various reasons. Cause of course, you know, we would see them every few months, but they live a little, not that far away, live about three hours away, but then everything hit around February, March time. So of course, lockdown. So it was a bit emotional, obviously that happening. And you kind of forget those things sometimes that what has happened over the last few months has been really quite hard, you know, in a lot of different ways. Yeah, mate, I totally agree. Mate, if you could go back to Nick on day one of fatherhood with what you know to be true right now, um, after everything you've done and everything you've been through, what would you tell yourself 
um, back then on day one, if you could go back? That's a good, that's a good question. You know what? I think about, I think about the day um, my eldest Arabella was born literally every day. I have a routine in the morning where I kind of think it's a gratitude thing I do. Right. Yeah. Cause I think, you know, one of my things is if you're gratitude for what you've got in, if you have gra- gratitude for what you've got in life, you know, it kind of just gives you the clarity to focus on the stuff you're moving towards. Right. And, um, what I would f- first and foremost, I had no idea how life changing it was going to be. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> there's a bit where not just the, the early part of it, but just like, you know, all of a sudden this focus, as I said beforehand on yourself, to focusing so much on someone else just changes everything. So probably the thing that I try and catch myself on all the time, but I don't think I'm perfect at yet is um, slowing down to speed up, yeah. you know? And, and I think there's I, I, probably the thing that gives me the most angst, you know, is just how quickly they're growing. And I'm always saying to myself, you know, what have I missed here? You know, by focusing on work or focusing on other stuff, and I know I've missed a lot, you know, cause one day, you know, she's, you know, one of them is crawling around as a two year old and then all of a sudden, you know, she's, you know, becoming an adult really, you know, some of the conversations we have. So my advice to people is just really take the time to slow down and enjoy it because it just moves too quick. Yeah. Mate, hundred percent. I totally agree with you there with what you said. Mate, what advice would you have for new fathers out there or fathers in general about achieving success with their own health and fitness, fatherhood, or any business that they may be going into? Yeah, I'll, I'll talk about both of those things because um, so my background um, was a PT, personal trainer, um, started my own business at 18 and sold it at 22. Um, and if you think I'm 46 now, so a personal training business in the late 80s or thereabouts early nineties was a pretty bit of a rare thing, particularly yeah, in Adelaide, South Australia. Yeah. Um, but I had a pretty successful business. I was doing about 30, 35 hours a week and I had two employees I had a private studio and a gym, you know? Um, and I was doing funnily enough, I was doing what people now call CrossFit. I was doing that sort of functional fitness stuff back, back then, right before it was trendy. Yeah. So in terms of health and fitness, back to what I said about routine, I've got a few pillars in my life that are kind of non-negotiables. And they're non-negotiables because I want to have the energy to be able to achieve more, do more, be more. And I want to be able to have the stamina, if you like, to be able to keep up with my kids and be around as long as possible. So my advice to people on that is, you know, you can't, as you've got lots of complexity that comes into your life when you have children. So lots of different competing priorities. You've got to look after yourself first. It's that really terrible analogy that you might have heard where, you know, the, the plane's going down, you put your mask on yourself first before you put your mask on everyone else. And I, I think health and fitness is a bit like that. So every day I'm doing at least 45 minutes a day, every single day. Um, and I, I even count like a 45 minute walk on a Sunday, if you like, still doing activity. It may not be anything rigorous. Now I'm, I'm an ultra runner by by kind of trade if you want to call it that so i didn't compete professionally but i, I was pretty decent amateur yeah. so i'm still getting up in the morning um early and running you know i used to run a marathon every weekend and all that yeah. sort of stuff so, yeah i don't do as much anymore i'm still running um or doing some form of fitness every day but my my weekly routine is always some form of mobility um some form of meditation i put that into it again for for the kind of health benefits of that um some form of lifting some form of sprinting and some form of endurance. Yep. Okay. And I mix all that up. And my advice is when you do your planning, like I was saying before, get that in your diary first. 
you know, get that in there before you fill your diary up with other stuff that's maybe not as important. Yeah. yeah. And the same, and to move on to business very quickly, the same principle applies. So I said before about having a 90 day cadence. What I mean by that is if you want to, let's say you've got a business and you want to crack seven figures for the first time, right? Before you can crack seven figures in a year, you've got to do 250 K um, in a quarter. And then you've got to do, you know, the breakdown of that into a month, right? So what I tend to do is I say, get really, really focused on putting in your diary and planning your weeks and your days around the things, the tasks that are going to get you that result. And then my view on that is success or, or achievement becomes inevitable simply because you're doing the work and you've got the focus and the clarity around that to make it so. Same with anything in your life, but definitely in those two pillars. Yeah, I love that. And mate, it's, um, yeah, with, with the fitness, I, th I think it's very important fathers out there as having it as that non-negotiable. And, and I use that same analogy with the, the airplane uh, in a lot of the things that we talk about as well, because it's so true. And, you know, the first couple of times you sort of hear that on the plane, you're like, no way, you know, <laughs> everything's going on the kids. It's, but then you sit back yeah. and you think about it and you're like, it just completely makes sense. You know, I know why they say it now. And it wasn't until you got that realization that everything else just clicked into place. Yeah, that's, that's right. And you know, it's, it's, it's one of those things that I think a lot of in, and I, and I sort of work with, I work with lots of entrepreneurs and founders who are super stressed. I mean, they've got businesses that are good businesses, but they're not performing well. They might be plateauing, right? So they might've had some success in the past and what they're trying to do is do the same things they were doing previously to drive future growth. Yeah. So when they come to me um, as a business mentor or whatever else I'm doing, half the time they are not looking after themselves. Yeah. And so this is, this is the funny thing, right? So the reason my podcast has done well is because it blends uh, mindset and skill set, and to some extent, all the elements around that. But I don't talk about um, the mindset that's required to be able to do anything. I talk about the skills of business. But the first thing I work on with people when they come to me is, is getting their head clear on what's important. So what are you trying to achieve? Okay, what, what's the priorities around that? How are you looking after yourself? How are you maximizing your energy? Because if you don't start looking after those things, you're not going to achieve the end result anyway. Um, but I don't talk about that in the beginning. People have to, people have to work a little bit of that out themselves. Yeah. Mate, and I was listening to was it Andy Frisella's podcast the other day. And yeah. I think he was mentioning the same thing from a business standpoint and everyone that who's successful, all the CEOs and all these you know, powerful businessmen that he's associated with the ones that are at that next level are the ones that look after themselves and the ones that, you know, like you mentioned, uh, you know, just mediocre and trying to crack it and trying to, you know, get that growth and the ones that are constantly stressed out and putting everything else in, in front of themselves. Have you heard that saying, um, how you do anything is how you do everything. I probably have, but yeah, not off the top. Well, it's, yeah. It's, I mean, yeah. I forget who, where I heard it from. You know, I do a lot of reading, right? So it could have come from yeah. anyone. So I, otherwise I'd give them the plug. But if you think <laughs> about that, it's true. Like, you know, if, if, if you're, if you're slack, or not focused or not disciplined or not committed in one area of your life, then it's very likely that that that's a bit like, um, you know, having the sort of bad apple or some sort of toxicity, you know, it's yeah. going to affect other areas of your life at some point. So what I say to people is, you know, you may not be, um, you may not be able to do everything you want to do right, right now, but that doesn't mean you can't do it moving forwards, but you're better off being super disciplined and super intentional with the things that you want to focus on now so that you get the result and then you can earn the right to move on to the other things. But most people, when I did, it's funny, I did a podcast this week actually, and it was, it was titled get disciplined and it was just 15 minutes. 
but it was really just about, you know what, the one thing that stops people achieving anything in their life, in my view, is discipline. We all know what we should do in anything, right? You know, anyone can build a seven or eight figure business if they really want to. They, they, you know, most people have got the intelligence. Most people have, you know, can, can get the network. They can find the people to help them. But because they don't get the instant gratification that comes with the hard work that's required, they give up. Yeah, I, I totally get that. And it, it's something I think that social media and, you know, and even myself, I've, I've been in that realm about three, four years ago. It was that gratification of the likes and gratifications of putting the perfect video out of, you know, one minute clip out of a 30 minute session or, you know, this, that and everything else. And it went, since I think in the last six to 12 months, everything is just so real, so raw, hardly edited, you know, don't care if I swear, you know, write what I want, tell people what I think. My things have just gone from strength to strength because people want the real you. They don't want, you know, this, you know, perceived um, appearance and this perceived value. And I think with, you know, especially in the, the niche that we're in with, you know, the fatherhood and, you know, the fitness side of things, people want what fatherhood is like because they're going through all these different, you know, whether it be, you know, the physical stresses or, you know, the mental stresses or whatever the case may be. And um, yeah, I think that it's something that took a long time for me to stop clicking the refresh on the likes and seeing the comments and deleting this picture because it wasn't getting the traction. And once I had that realization, it just makes my life so much more enjoyable and happier as well, because you sort of just post a picture now and set and forget and you don't really care. You check it out. You know, a few hours later and not really thinking think more. Uh, it's very easy to get overwhelmed, but the problem with overwhelm is it can lead to, lead to, um, lead to procrastination. And then you don't, and then if it's like a cycle, you don't get back what you want. Right. And um, a coach I have said to me, cause you know, I, I think everyone gets it because I'm pretty disciplined, right. In all the areas of my life, but everyone has their kind of days where they have good days and bad days. And my coach said to me, you know, um, just don't stop doing the thing that's working. Yeah. Right. You know, a very simple message. Don't stop doing the thing that's working. And, and aligned to that is the compound interest effect. You know, the idea, you know, you would have heard this analogy, you plant the tree, you water it every day. It has sun on it every day. And eventually it turns into a tree, the seed to a tree. Um, but you don't see that for literally months, if not years. Right. But you still do the work every single day. And, and I think everything in life, like, you know, if you want to build a great body, uh, you want to have a great relationship, you want to build a stunning business you're never going to see the impact of the work you do day to day. You're never going to really see that one phone call or that one bit of social media. You know, anyone who tries to measure their success in that way tends to be the ones that fall off the cart really quickly. Whereas, you know, I'm doing two podcasts a week of my own show. I'm doing three to four lives a week. This is just in my promotion of my businesses. I'm guesting on three to four podcasts. Now, if you add all that up, that's effectively, you know, back to what I said, I work six hours a day, right? I'm spending effectively two days of my working week on content and helping people and inspiring and educating, right? So I value it. But sometimes you won't see the, the results of that for a year. Yeah. You know, but they do come. You just got to trust the process. Yeah. I had this exact same conversation um, back to the fitness side of thing with it. Pilates and mobility. It, it's like if you go to the gym and you do biceps or chest, you get this massive pump. You feel like you're doing something. You feel like you're working straight away. Pilates and mobility, you can do it for months and feel like you haven't you know, done a thing. But then as soon as you stop, you realize how far you actually were. And, you know, like I was working with this guy who had this really bad um, posterior tilt and, you know, got into Pilates and got into mobility and stuff like that. And it wasn't until 
he randomly had a picture three months later that he realized he was now standing straighter and his butt wasn't, you know, pushed out the back. And he's like, shit, I didn't even realize all this was, you know, working until this one photo. And I think like you said about the compound interest, they're, they're two of the things that I find, you know, you just need to keep at and keep at until, you know, eventually it just clicks. Yeah. And the one, the one thing I'll also say, and this is, this has probably been my journey too, is, so I had, I had a full on sort of career in private equity and investments before I was doing what I do now, which is effectively similar stuff, but I now do it on my terms, right? And do, do it slightly differently. But um, there was a point in time where, and this is probably a bit, a bit of advice for any of the dads listening, is you, you've got to ask for help, right? You've got to go and ask for help, you know, and, and whatever that means, you know, that could be in your, in your existing um, network of people. It can be by getting yourself in a different room. I, I tend to, what I used to do, and I don't do it as much anymore because of the travel stuff going on. But every, you know, I tell you, I've worked in 90 day blocks, 90 day cadence. Yeah. At the end of every 90 day, I take myself to an event somewhere and usually kind of, you know, try and learn something new from someone in line with my goals. It could be health related, could be business related, whatever. But the other reason I do it is I get in a room with other people who are also ambitious and trying to, you know, improve their life or trying to, you know, do something amazing. And once you get around those people, you know, A, you create great friendships, but you start to get more momentum. So I think if anyone's listening to this and they're thinking, you know what, hey, I really, I really want to sort of start doing stuff. I've become a dad. It's really complex. You've got to start to kind of broaden your networks. And I really appreciate that's harder in COVID than maybe it was beforehand, but you know, you can still do stuff online. And, and I, I still consider that discipline of meeting new people and, and expanding my horizon is something that's massively helped me. Yeah, right, 100%. Mate, where can people find you online? And um, can you tell the audience a little bit more about Scale Up Your Business podcast that they might be able to get involved in or where to find it? Yeah, definitely. So um, I've got a community as well on Facebook. Um, so if anyone's got their own business or they, um, they're wanting to start a business, it's called the Scale Up Your Business Community. Uh, it's got a few thousand people in there now. And it's a really nice community. We're very conscious of making sure that it's there to help and inspire and educate as opposed to just, you know, pitching and selling things. So it's really good. Um, my podcast, um, Scale Up Your Business, you can find that on uh, Spotify or Apple Podcasts, or I think Amazon's got it on there now. It's on all the usual channels. This has been going for about 18 months now. We're over 100 episodes, 250,000 downloads. So it's doing really well. And um, as I said, it covers, it covers all sorts. I get really interesting people on there, but I don't just focus on business. It's focused mainly on business, but there's all sorts of stuff I bring in left of field, which people enjoy, particularly around just, as I said, managing yourself. Um, and then the other place to get me is, um, I'm on LinkedIn all the time. So if anyone wants to kind of link into me, link, link in with me, then you can search up Nick Bradley. You'll see my mug on there and, uh, always happy to have chats with people. I think, um, you know, it's, it's a great medium for that sort of stuff and the, the main place I hang up. Yeah. Fantastic guys. If you're running or driving right now, make sure you check the show notes at the end and you'll be able to find any of these links that Nick was just speaking about and, um, go directly there and get in touch. So Mate, I highly appreciate you making the time this morning for the podcast and um, you go have a great day with the family and we'll speak to you very soon. Yeah, Leroy, absolute pleasure, mate. Great, uh, great to meet you and uh, yeah, you have a good day too. Thank you. Thanks, mate.